Good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to Conan Kruger. That's Larry Kruger. I'm Grant Cohn. The Niners are going to the Super Bowl. Brock Purdy just won the NFC Championship. Did something some people said he couldn't do. Lead a come-from-behind victory two weeks in a row. So let's start right there. Really, I pro- maybe you should be asking me this question, but I'll ask you this question. Sure. Has Brock Purdy finally silenced his critics? I think, you know, it's like one of those things where there's going to be critics unless he wins the next one. Yeah. If you win, I mean, that's just reality. Now, should he have? Sure. Because, I mean, come on. He, the guy's LeBron played. James has critics. Yeah, and everybody's you know, got critics. Territory. Steph Curry has critics. Right. I mean, you're going to. And, and, and you're only as good as your last performance. Right? No matter what you do, you're only as good as your last performance. But. To me, it in some ways, I think that he can kind of forever silence all of his critics. I know a lot of younger Niner fans would never believe this, but Joe Montana had won a Super Bowl in 81. And when he went into that 84 Super Bowl against Dan Marino and Don Shula, there were still a lot of people that were like, yeah, he's a product of Walsh. And now he's going to go up against a real quarterback with a real arm, and it's going to be lights out for Joe. And... um and then Joe won that game and was the MVP of that game. The Roger Craig could have been named the MVP. Uh, Joe was the MVP. And I don't think that he ever, he was a made man from that point on. He had two rings. He had beaten Marino. Uh, he was on top of the sport. And never again really was he criticized until. He hadn't won an MVP yet, though. I mean, still, there were some like, questions about him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and there were other guys in his era that were damn good. But no like. There were people that were like, there was a solid drumbeat of Joe's a product of Walsh because Walsh's offense was so, so um, on the cutting edge back then, you know? And, and so there was like, yeah, you know, Joe's a product of Walsh until he beat the Dolphins. And if somehow Brock Purdy can beat the great Mahomes and the Chiefs and vanquish them and win the Super Bowl, I think he's going to be in a totally different level. I don't think you're going to see. I think people will give him his and acknowledge that whatever way he does it is his way. And it may not be, he may not have the arm of, you know, Allen or the mobility of Allen or Mahomes uh, or Lamar, but that he's going to have a major seat at the table. So I, I think the next one really will go the greatest distance to silencing the, the people who want to marginalize him. Okay, hold on. Wait a second. That was a little charged, what you just said. People who want to marginalize him. Yeah. I don't want to... Mar- I'm, I'm going to represent the, the Brock Purdy critics. <laughs> okay. Someone has to, and I'll do it. I don't want to marginalize Brock Purdy. I like Brock Purdy. Like We know Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is a very professional, down-to-earth, nice guy, at least with us. So I don't want to marginalize him. I don't have anything against him. But I am the skeptic here. And I feel like if you're approaching him from that lens, like, man, he is on a really good team, and he might be a product of this system to a degree. And it's hard to say exactly how good he is. This game was kind of a Rorschach test. I feel like if you like Brock Purdy, you fi- you focus on how he finished it. If you're skeptical of Brock Purdy, you point out things like, man, he threw another couple passes that could have gotten picked and one that did. Like, the running that he does is great. I don't think anyone has anything to say about it. E- everyone's like, wow, that's amazing. He can really scramble. Like, everyone. But in terms of the, the throwing... The interception was a Jimmy Garoppolo pick. 
if you wanted to be a jerk about it. Well, and it, then, it, did his hand get yeah. hit or did the ball get hit somehow? So I, I didn't see the ball get touched, but when I, I watched it again, that I guess. Play anyway, because Debo wasn't open. Right. And the ball so. fluttered, but how much of it was because of the kind of because of it, it was being tipped? I don't know. It wasn't a good play. That's for sure. And, and he's like, made some negative they, plays. They they were 10-point favorites against the Packers. They were 7-point favorites against the Lions. The, both of those teams have mediocre to subpar defenses. And he wasn't great. Um, that being said, he's in the Super Bowl. And if he has a great game in the Super Bowl, no one's going to care what his passer rating was in the NFC playoffs. So, like you said, it all comes down to the next game. And what's crazy is that's a really good defense. Now, Breaking news, they just lost Charles and who torn ACL. He's really important to them. Very yeah. important to them. Yeah. They're the number two defense in the league this year. Chiefs are really good on all three levels. Sneed on the back level, Bolton at, at the middle level, Jones, of course, we know real well uh, on that defensive line. Yeah, no, Chiefs are big time. I I picked Chiefs to beat, beat Baltimore. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm surprised that they're there. Um, they call. were. I was going to take them, take Mahomes over. Over, uh, over, over, uh, you know, Lamar and, and, and just, I always thought, felt like the Ravens weapons were not great. I don't love their runners. Uh, they had Sneed on flowers flowers still had a hundred yard day, but, um, you know, Sneed's pretty damn good. So, and then I didn't think Lamar would run for a hundred, not with Nick Bolton there and his four or five speed and great instincts. So, um, so I, I thought Kansas city could win. If they got a lead like they did, I also thought like they could come from behind if they had to and beat the Ravens. So I wasn't the big Ravens. I wasn't, I, you know, I believed in the Chiefs. But yeah, losing a Menahue and having Willie Gay hurt and a Menahue hurt, Joe Thune, the left guard hurt, uh, Kadarius Tony hurt. Um, it's not, this isn't the same team that the Niners played a few years ago. Mahomes in some ways is better, but no, no, uh, no Tyreek. I mean, they're they're just a little bit different, and um, but there's it's going to be a daunting task because Reed is so well coached. And the one thing is, Reed's not going to pull a Dan Campbell, and Mahomes is not going to pull a a Jared Goff or a, you know a, a Jordan Love and just start throwing picks. Reed's going to make great calls, and Mahomes is going to make great reads and great throws. So if the Niners are going to get this one, they will. They're going to have to earn it. Okay, one more thing as a as the designated critic of Brock Purdy here. Um he, we've seen him struggle against AFC defenses this year. Cincinnati, Cleveland, Baltimore, those three. Now he's got to go up against another AFC defense that's as good as any of those that just made Lamar Jackson look pretty bad, frankly. That's so and they and, and they did a pretty good job against Josh Allen the week before that as well. And they made Tua look disgustingly awful. So, big game for Purdy. Like, if, if he wins the Super Bowl and has a good game, beats Patrick Mahomes, can't really take that away from him. Like, that's that says everything. I, that would silence the critics. Beats Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Uh, beats, the, beats that defense that made Lamar Jackson look pretty weak. That'd be huge. I think a lot of his critics might say, you know, boy, after the way he played against Detroit and Green Bay's defenses, I expect him to play pretty poorly in the Super Bowl. I'm not saying I expect that, but a critic might say that. Well, I mean, I, I you never know what you're going to get, right? First of all, the 49ers have played two two games that weren't great. I mean, let's be honest, they didn't start either game well. 
So on one hand, you could say maybe they're due. On the other hand, you could say Green Bay was 28th against the run. Uh, Detroit's pass defense was, you know, horrendous. And their run D in the playoffs was not much better. And, you know, at times they struggled against Detroit. And now here they've got a Kansas City defense with Chris Jones and Carl Loftus on that front, with Nick Bolton on the second level, you know, with Trent McDuffie's a phenomenal young uh, nickelback. And Legereus Sneed is a true number one guy. Justin Reed's a good player. Yeah, I mean, Magnolia's a really good coordinator. This is going to be a major step up in competition. No question about it. It's the Niner offense is going to have to be really, really good. Really good. I don't think it's enough for Brock. It's going to be such an interesting game for Brock. I don't think it's enough for him to just not throw a pick. They're undefeated when he doesn't throw a pick this year. Going against Mahomes, he's got to be, he's going to have to have some gunslinger moments in this game to win it, I think. And also not throw picks because Mahomes can do that. Well, and it's a team game, of course. You know, the one thing about Kansas City is, um, you know, Kansas City has one receiver. I mean, the, the the receiving core that the Chiefs have, wide receivers, is not as good, in my opinion, as what Detroit had or Green Bay had. And then um, the offensive line, Donovan Smith has been called for a ton of penalties. J1 Taylor, the right tackle, has given up a lot of pressures. Uh, the tackles, the Niner defensive ends on paper should beat the chief offensive tackles. So that better happen. And then uh, I was, to me, I was really disappointed yesterday in Javon Hargrave. Uh, is Joe Thune going to play? And then is that, or is it going to be Allegretti? Um, are they going to get uh, that? You know, is Hargrave going to produce like the player they signed him to be? Um, you know, and then Pacheco can then, can they handle the outside run of Pacheco? Because Pacheco's every bit as good as uh, the running runners. They've, They've gone up against the one difference is the Chiefs are leaning heavily on Kelsey and the Niners do have Fred Warner, who, you know, should be a real good answer for Travis Kelsey. All right. Did the 49ers win this game, this NFC championship, or did the Lions lose it? Or you could say, did Dan Campbell lose it? I think Dan Campbell did a tremendous job to lose it. And not just Dan Campbell, I'll give his offensive coordinator some of the credit or blame, I guess if you want to call it that. I mean, I would imagine we were the sitting offensive- at the postgame press conference talking about this. Well, yeah, I mean, every time the the Lions handed the ball to Montgomery, he would have like a 15-yard run and look like he was going to take it over. And if you yeah. were like a real astute football man, you would say, Oh my God, the 49er defense can't handle Montgomery at he all. Like Damian Tomlinson. And when he got to the second level, it was like a total mismatch. So and what? he had he had Grant, he had at least three runs. And I just watched the game again today. He had at least three runs that were all super impressive. And each time um the the offensive coordinator called something crazy on the next play, a, a crazy pass play. Um they they ran a flea flicker after Montgomery rumbled through the Niner defense for 16 yards looking like he could do it at will Montgomery ran for six to a carry. He got 15 carries. He had 33 carries in a game earlier this year. The Niners were not stopping him for them to go to golf pass plays. I mean, just look at their look at their splits. The lions were up in this game 24, seven at half. They had 41 passes 
and 29 runs. That should have been reversed. They should have had 41 runs and 29 passes. Goff was their weakness, and Montgomery and Gibbs and that O-line were their strength, and they didn't play to their strength. Yeah, so they didn't no, run the I, ball enough. Dan Campbell gagged. Yeah. He gagged. I, I thought the Ravens did the same thing. Like, Todd Munkin, where is your running back? Wh wh why does Gus Edwards have three carries for 22 yards? What? What, what is – I never – so I didn't understand that. The teams that lost didn't run the ball enough. I think Dan Campbell really blew it with those going for it on fourth down. You just didn't understand. Like, they had all – Momentum's a real thing. George Kittle talked about it. They had it, and they well, just they, gave they, you know what the they should have. No they should have stepped on the Niners' throat at the end of the second quarter. The Niners were reeling. They were tired. It was it was at the end of a yeah. seventeen fourth play drive. The they got fourth and goal from the three. They've got a back that's averaging almost seven yards a carry. They were yeah. running it at will. Yeah. Run the ball right down yeah. there, down the Niners' throat. Make it twenty-eight-seven, and yeah. go for the jugular. Instead, he kicked the field goal there. Yeah. That was mistake number That's one. I don't understand. They say, like, well, well, we always go for it on fourth down. We had to do that in the second half. You didn't do it at the end of the first half. So what are you talking about? Well, and it's not just that it's not that whether they went for it or didn't go for it. It was what they called. Why are you having golf drop back to pass on fourth down uh when you did go for it? Run the ball. The 49ers, every time they didn't hand the ball to Montgomery or Gibbs. Uh, the Niners should have been doing cartwheels. There was a third and 13, and they handed it to Gibbs. He ran for 13, and he got the first. So, Look, I mean, the we've Lions. We've watched a lot of Jared Goff. We've watched a lot of Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. When those guys stand in the pocket, it doesn't inspire confidence for anyone. Yeah. And, and, and as, soon, as soon as you take away, as soon as, like, for Jimmy and for Goff, as soon as you introduce any second-level movement, where he's now the top of his drop, and now he's got to move. It was like 50-50 on whether good or bad things would happen. At best, 50-50. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, If they had Brock Purdy, and you want to go for it on fourth and two there, fine. Because Brock Purdy can make a play happen with his feet. Goff can't. And you called a pass on fourth and two for Josh Reynolds? Like, what are you doing? And he dropped it? Two drops. Don't blame Reynolds. Josh Reynolds. Blame yourself for calling a pass for him in that situation. Why? It's Josh Reynolds. Yeah. What are you calling flea flickers for when you're running your 225 pound back at will against a defense? And now, real quick though, I don't want to take all, all the credit away from the Niners because they definitely earned it. No, but no, I mean, but they were no, definitely the better yeah. team. But they I mean, played. I mean, you let the ball hit you in the face. Like there, there's so many things the Lions did in this game. Jameer Gibbs fumbling on his own 25. Like you guys were not. The Packers were better than the Lions. I, you know, I, I, it's so funny. I just look at the Lions as we talked about it all week. Would the Niners' experience be an advantage? And when we asked Warner about it, he said, no, no, it's, it's, it's more Levi's. And you can understand what he meant by it because as soon as Gibson popped the ball out and Armstead grabbed it, the place erupted and suddenly the Lions started dropping balls and they just weren't the same team once the momentum swung and you could feel the place rocking at that point. That was one of the few times Levi's has ever really rocked. And um, I thought that was huge. But, you know, I, momentum was a big part of this game for sure. But, I, I mean, and not to take anything away from the 49ers, they made several plays in this game. I thought Jair Brown was spectacular. But, um, you know, I mean, to me, the Lions, 
you know, kick a field goal here or there. The Niners had that one drive where they were settled for a field goal coming out of the locker room in the mm-hmm. third quarter. Lions get it back. If they just settle for the field goal there, you've negated the entire last Niner drive. I don't think Campbell understood what a kick to the gut even a field goal would be. And ultimately, I was hoping that the Niners would get a turnover. And when Campbell went for it on fourth down and didn't get it, basically they had gotten the equivalent of a turnover. Absolutely. So the Lions got exposed. We'll see what happens to them in the future. Let's get a couple. They're coming, though, man. The Lions are going to be damn good in a year. Let me argue with that one real quick. They're going to lose Ben Johnson. They're going to give a lot of money to Jared Goff. Right there. Right there. Losing Ben Johnson. But look look what they have. Look what they have. They have a a great receiving tight end. It's not enough. They've got a true number one receiver. They've got it a Jamison Williams is going to get nothing but better. Those running backs are are really really good. That offensive line is intact. You Ragnar as long as helping. Jared Goff is their quarterback, you know you're not worried about them. You know you're yeah, not. But they're going to get better. See the one thing about he the won't. Lions, they'll get better on D because right now their D lines Aiden Hutchinson and just three dudes, and their linebackers are just going to eh. And their and, secondary lost manual mostly. And, and hold it's on, not real quick. Great. I don't want to talk about the Lions. Their history. Okay. They're out. Forget them. Sorry. I just forget the Lions. Fishing Brock two weeks in a row overcame the scheme fire. Hey, man. Brock running around is a lot of fun. He r- reminds me a lot of Jeff Garcia. And I don't, maybe he's better than Jeff Garcia, maybe not, but I think that's high praise. I love Jeff Garcia as a kid when I was a Niner fan. Bigger arm than Garcia, I would say. No way. Yeah, absolutely not. Jeff Garcia could drive the ball. Jeff I think Garcia was joked. I, 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 I've scouted Jeff Garcia in the Canadian League. I love Jeff Garcia. Uh, he was hey, you know, a lot of people don't realize Jeff Garcia was a Pro Bowler. Hell yeah, so he Four was times. really he was really good. What, what I love about Garcia is he, he was a son of a coach and he played with tons oh. of urgency. But Brock, Brock, oh, yeah. is, Brock, I think is a little bit better than Garcia. Maybe. I mean, Garcia never won an NFC championship. Too much sauce says Kyle Shannon is now the comeback king. Ah, Josh Bourne says, I like that Brock Purdy is quiet, but has an inner dog. His psyche could make a difference. For sure. James Hennessy says, Kittle needs to date Katy Perry for even matchup. <laughs> Funny because it's true. Fish and chips. Pack was weak against the run. Kyle Shanahan came out passing. Lions weak cover. Kyle Shanahan came out running. Uh, uh, Kansas City, a good defense, but weak underneath pass. What happens? Shots. Shots deep. Daza says, second half comeback was amazing, but they can't decide to start playing in the second half against the Chiefs like they did against the Packers and the Lions. Maybe they know that. Maybe they know the, that. It, uh, the Chiefs, though, didn't score a ton of points in this game either. Um, and really, you could say they kind of got lucky too, right? If Zay Flowers doesn't fumble through the end zone, that's a tie game. Yeah, I don't think this Chiefs team is as good as the Chiefs team that they lost to. Do you? Um, in the Super Bowl? It's a better defense. Better defense. I, you know, here's the other weird thing, though. Why are the 49ers who have the lesser defense and you're going against Mahomes, who's the signature quarterback of this era, why are the Niners favored? Well, we're going to talk about that in a minute. You like keep bringing up all the topics, but yeah, okay, sorry. that's a really good one. What, 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 real quick with the Chiefs, are they not better than the team that won the Super Bowl last year? Um, their tackles have have been penalized heavily and okay. have gotten burned. 
Okay, so that's, that's a good point. One. Uh, their that's offensive point. tackles are mm, pretty Donovan cheap. Smith is terrible. I don't understand yeah. why he's on that team. Yeah, and Jawan Taylor's not a whole lot better. And now Thune's out, but my good buddy Nick Allegretti started at left guard, and Allegretti's a, a tough, he's a really underrated backup. Um, so, But their weapons, I mean, let's be honest. Kelsey's a year older. Playing well and, in the playoff, though. Yeah, but, I mean, the Niners, they're leaning on him right now. So, like, before, Rasheed they Rice is better than Juju. Rasheed Rice is good. Rasheed Rice is good. But that, he, they're a one wide receiver, one running back, one tight. I mean, they've got three offensive They got three weapons. weapons. They got three, three weapons. weapons. They got three and weapons. Mahomes running. Hell yeah. So, I would say. How much does he mean? Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, I would say they're not as good because I think they were. I think their tackle play and their last weapons. year they had the same group, right? Like they had Jarek McKinnon as but well. This was but not Kelsey's good year. He's had an awesome playoff run, but the Niners okay. might have a chance to shut him down. It, it, right all now, they're like part of the team that got it done last year. That's all I'm saying. They, they're 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 definitely comparable. But yeah. I'll say this: Kelsey's not quite as good. At least wasn't in the regular season, and I, we'll see what he'll do against the Niners. Taylor Swift's um, been encouraging him recently, and it was good power. If you take away their rookie receiver, who do they got? I mean, Marquez Valdez Scantling. I I think the Niners um, are going to have more success. There's no Tyreek Hill. Up the Niners last year, by the way. But this the last time they faced them, they had Tyreek Hill, and they don't have Tyreek. Well, they faced they faced the Chiefs last year, and the yeah. Chiefs put 44 on them. Right. So. But that that, I mean, that, was and that also was Mooney Ward out or playing with Mooney Ward was not out. Well, you know, he was he was Armstead like, was out. No, but Mooney Ward was not Mooney Ward in that game. He was okay. had a bad groin injury and he played with it because he was his former team. But he was he didn't play great. No, I mean, the, hey, the, let's be honest. The Chiefs have toyed with the 49ers. If you remember mm -hmm. in that game, didn't read use uh, Hardman kind of in the same way that the Niners used Debo. Didn't they kind of? I, I'd have to go back and watch that game, but didn't they kind of toy with Kyle in the red zone? Like, um, like we're going to do some things that you normally do. I could have swore in that game. That was, they put up 44 in that game. Didn't they? They did. Yeah. Uh, it was jet sweeps. It was jet sweeps. That's I remember that game. They yeah, jet, jet sweep him to death. Nee yeah. says mentally, do you think this comeback? gets a monkey off Kyle's back that potentially fixes some past errors. Repeating. We also defied Kyle's own philosophy about teams to score at the end of the half win 90%. Yeah, I think so, man. The way that they erased a 17-point deficit in eight minutes, people are never going to forget that. And if he loses the Super Bowl, it doesn't like condemn him as a coach. Like, there's no shame to losing in losing to Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. So I think this the way they won this game was big for Kyle and Brock. Frankly, I mean, you got to climb. The only thing is, is that Kyle's got the moniker. He's the best coach in the league without a ring. So he's got to win the next one to. Well, Shake Andy that label. might be the best coach, period. Yeah. I mean, he is the he best did. coach. Right yeah, now, if is. you asked every every coach in the NFL who's the best coach, I think Andy most Reed. of them people would say Andy Reid. And that's the thing. We were talking all year about who the MVP is. Is it Brock? Is it Lamar? You know who the MVP is? Patrick oh. Mahomes. I don't care what his numbers are. Look at him now. You know what I mean? He's it's the so best obvious. player in the league. Yes. I, I know you can't just give him the award. You can't do that. But Lamar like, deserves the award. Yes. He does. And I wouldn't vote for Mahomes, but that's the answer. Ty Bud Cone, Chicken Pox. Larry, where can I rewatch the game? Man, I haven't been sleeping well. I've been drinking too much coffee and I'm like breaking out over here. I got to work on my adrenals or I have chicken pox.
Mike Monahan <laughs> says brought nothingness. I never had chicken pox. I got like the, the well, if uh, you scratch them and they bleed, then you get like scars. Well, that's what I'm going for. Hopefully, I get as many as possible. Mike Monahan says Brock nothingness but net Purdy fadeaway jumper to JJ was Mahomes esque. That was incredible. Uh-huh. I've never really seen that. That was risky, man. James Duran says Brock Purdy wins on the highest stage with elite trick shot ability. I hope he does have trick shot ability. I like it. Flavor Reborn Restoration says any news on if Ambry Thomas will play in the Super Bowl? Not yet. It's kind of a big one. It's kind of a big one. We'll see. Flav says Ravens stupidly went away from the run and Kyle and Kansas City secondary is their strength. Shanahan won't make the same mistake. CMC should eat. And Brock is better from the pocket than Lamar. Niners going to win. I mean, at least I like the fact that Flav's got some actual football reasoning there. Um, I didn't watch. I've yet to watch Ravens. Um, Chiefs because I, I only watched it like in the parking lot because I was doing the pregame on the radio for 95-7 the game and they had the big screen out so I haven't watched it in full detail did you watch you watched it right yeah I mean I don't understand what happened in that game other than um, Ravens I thought Todd would run the ball a lot more than Todd they did. Happened. but just to, to Flav's point Todd he says Munkins, I said yeah, Todd Munkin can happen he's a he's a passing guy Ravens stupidly Ravens stupidly went away from the run true uh, Kansas City secondary is a strength. Too. Shanahan won't, won't make the same mistake. Flav, did you see the last Super Bowl he was in? What are you talking about? This is Kyle Shanahan. In both Super Bowls he was in, he went away from the run with a lead in the second half. That's who he is. So, yeah, he could absolutely do that. But with good quality control, maybe he won't. Mike Monahan, bite our knees, lose lots of teeth. That is still the dumbest thing anyone's ever said. Mafioso 22 says, can you guys discuss how bad Chase Young is playing? I know the defense is playing bad, but specifically Young. I don't see how you could have that little effort in an NFC Championship game. He made one really great play against the run on Gibbs in the, was that, uh, I guess, second quarter. But, um, yeah, I mean, Chase Young is a free agent. I mean, I'll say this, and I'm about ready to do a video on it later today, but, man, you look at the 49ers in this offseason when they when they eventually are done. Again, they badly need defensive line help. I mean, you look at all those guys, Gregory, Young, Kinlaw, Joseph Day, uh, Fer- Farrell, Givens, they're all free agents, yeah. and their D-line is not getting it done. Armstead looks older, Hargrave. What, where the hell was Hargrave? So, I mean, I, you know, we could sit there and say Chase Young, but, um, and Chase Young has not been good, but Hargrave gets paid a boatload of cash and he was going up against some guy named Awasika and he never, I never heard of from him all day. Daniel says Brock needs a nickname Brock, Mighty Mouse Purdy Brock, the Mongoose Purdy Brock, Mr. Relevant Purdy. He does need a nickname, but those, those were, aren't good. I'm sorry. Juan, uh, Juanjo Ramirez. Says Ayuk got his first playoff TD in his career. Ayuk had a moment. We're always going to remember that catch. One of the best catches ever. Chad Marshall can Brock improve his arm strength? He was injured. Yes, he can. He absolutely can. Fish and chips. NFL wants Swift on the podium. God wants Brock. (laughs) 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 That was funny. Kellen Edwards says get Mitchell eight plus carries in the Super Bowl. (laughs) No, no. 
this is the last game of the year. You can use Christian McCaffrey as much as you want. You don't have to pace it anymore. Barry Baller, 18, member for 29 months. Thank you. Look Matthew again. Sanders, I think we can all agree that the real winners are all of us since we don't need to listen to Greg Olson step on the broadcast for eight months each. <laughs> Greg, the next play is happening. All right, let's do some bet US. So the Niners are one point favorites, as you can see. Um, this surprised me. They opened at two and a half point favorites, and it, I guess immediately went down minus one because a lot of money came in on the Chiefs. Still, the Niners are favored. Does, why? Is, I guess, the question. I mean, it's shocking. I, I think it's shocking. I mean, I think the public is going to be all over Kansas City. I think they are because, I mean, look, Kansas City just beat Baltimore in Baltimore. They just beat Buffalo in Buffalo, and the Niners barely got by the 28th uh, rated run D in Green Bay and, and a Lions secondary that's not very good um, at home. I but the my friends who you know know the Lions and the and how it all goes says that it's more likely to go to Niners minus two than it is for Kansas City to become the favorite. So I'm not sure what Vegas is seeing. To be completely honest, Grant, it makes me feel good. Uh, I like a game like this between two teams and, and yeah. a neutral site and watching the team that I want to see win favored because that tells me that maybe Vegas knows something we don't know. I don't think Kansas City's as good as they were four years ago. I know that. Um, but at the same time, and I do know that Brock Purdy's better than Jimmy Garoppolo, but the Niners' defense back then seemed to be a whole lot better. I mean, that front with D Ford and DeForest Buckner, um, was I think quite a bit better than what I'm seeing right now. Interesting, they have it at 47 and a half. I bet US the over under, so they're essentially expecting Niners to win 24 23. I don't know how can you watch the Niners defense give up 31 to Detroit and feel like they're going to hold Kansas City to 23. To me, if the Niners win this game, it's a high scoring game. Well, only thing is Kansas City's offense this year has not been very good. Um, right, their I, defense is better than their offense. Yeah, I mean, Kansas City, you know, they, they beat the Chargers in Week 18, 13-12. Um, they lost to the Raiders in Week 16. They scored 14. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, they scored in the teens quite a bit, it seems like. Yeah, um, a lot of a lot of uh, visuals of Patrick Mahomes whining and complaining on the bench, although not recently. Anyway, if you want to... Wager on this game or any other action, go to BetUS. Use the link in the description and receive 125% sign-up bonus and receive your winnings in 24 hours. BetUS, Niners, one-point favorites. I mean, I guess if, you, if you're not just reacting to last week, the Niners have really been seen as the best team in the league most of the year. And the Chiefs have been good. They kind of just turned it on a few weeks ago. So I can understand why people would have a little bit more faith in the Niners. That being said, the Chiefs have won how many Super Bowls? Two? This is going to be three from Mahomes and uh, and Reed. If they win. If they win. Yeah, this will be number three for them. I mean, I, and they're the defending champion. So that's kind of weird. And Purdy's going to be, what, the third youngest quarterback to start a, start a Super Bowl? It's like people so, forget they're the defending champion. These are the champions. And they're not that different than last year. They just swapped out Juju Smith-Schuster for Rasheed Rice. Lose, Charles Amenehue was such a big addition for them, and they lost him. That's a, 
That was that's a, a big that, factor. That is a fact. Coco, that's a major factor. Coco Puff says that game Brock had his first interception in the NFL. Oh, in relief off the that's bench. True. In the in end relief. zone. Wasn't the, or he also right. threw almost threw a touchdown, but somebody dropped it. Was it Sneed or somebody dropped it in the end zone? Mm. KOSCG says, Larry, what Grant is trying to tell you without actually saying is that he thinks the Chiefs will be. I didn't say that. Don't pin me down to 13 days before the game happens. We have to build suspense. Build suspense. Ball of Vision says, can one of you please ask Kyle if he will consider to not defer if they win the toss in the Super Bowl? Larry's been preaching take the ball first. No, what Larry's been preaching is be more flexible about it. Um, because it seems like when you do one thing over and over and over again, then you get so used to it that if you have to, you're not as comfortable if you don't get your routine. And also, I just don't really believe that, you know, when in a sport where, you know, who knows how many possessions there's going to be in the first half, there could be one gigantic possession or there could be yeah. 15 possessions. So there's no guarantee, no matter what you decide with the coin toss, that you're getting the ball going into the locker room. You're only guaranteed that you're getting it coming out of the locker room. So I, I to me, if like my offense is better okay. than my than their defense, I'm putting my offense on the field. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't want to have this discussion anymore. I'm, I'm going to cut you <laughs> off sometime. It's not going to get lost in the deep. We have like eight more topics. No Sean problem. says, am I crazy to think the Niners should move on from Steve Wilkes next year? They've been great year after year, and now they regress to good with all the same players. It's his not first the same year in the players. system. You can't fire him after a Super Bowl appearance. It does seem a little much. It's not the same players. You you, yeah. you lost Aziz. You players. lost Samson Ebukam. You lost. I mean, they've lost Jimmy Ward. They're yeah. not the same team. Not the same players. Matthew Sanders says, uh, Chiefs not impressive, to be honest. Five straight punts in the second half. Well, against the Ravens. D. I mean, I mean, they did better against the Ravens than the Niners did. Matthew Sanders, uh, Kyle got to put pull Kasarik and Wilkes into a dark room. Niner fans pissed. Flav, Kyle didn't have CMC in the previous Super Bowls, but besides that, everyone knows that Mahomes' playoff kryptonite is quarterbacks drafted in the sixth round or lower. Okay. <laughs> well, let's see if Kyle Shanahan really does commit. That's a, that's a good point, Flav. He didn't have Christian McCaffrey in the past. Let's see if Kyle really commits to Christian McCaffrey in the Super Bowl. My Rhino says, either of you writing a book about this season? No. I am, actually. Um, there you go. There you go. And it will be out... Uh, Within a week or two, so or within a, within a month, let's say within a month, a month wow. it will be coming out. Cool. It's going to focus on the 49ers from the end of the, and I've never written a book before, but um, but now that you ask, I'll tell you the truth. Um, I'm working on a book that chronicles the period of history from when they lost, when they won the Super Bowl with Mike Shanahan to this point. So I guess who's that? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? K-O-S-C-G. Grant, I guess what Larry is trying to tell you without actually saying is that he thinks the 49ers will beat the Chiefs. <laughs> now, that's cool, Larry. Everyone, check out Larry's book when it comes out. I'll send you Let's a Let's talk about setting the edge real quick. This was a little topic that came up on the conference call. Were you listening to it? Yeah. Okay. So, it was Matt Barrows who asked it. It was a good question. What's up with these DNs? Why are they, are they, are they doing what you're asking them to do? And Kyle Shanahan essentially said yes. When they get blocked down, they're not really in charge of setting the edge. It's either a cornerback or a safety who's in charge of setting the edge at that point. That essentially, the D end is trying to like spill the runner further to the outside and into the waiting arms of 
Traverius Ward, Diamador Lenore, Ambry Thomas, or Jire Brown, or Tashawn Gibson. And it sounds like those guys have been whiffing a little bit. We saw Logan Ryan whiff big time against Aaron Jones, but it's interesting to hear Kyle put it on the DBs. I think, think I think he's right. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, every, it seems like every time we talk about setting the edge, it all becomes this gigantic chase, chase young conversation. And that's, mm-hmm. it's not in this defense. He's right. You know, you got to have, I mean, you know who the Niners really miss who they had was, who was great at setting the edge. Emmanuel Mosley, mm. Emmanuel Mosley was awesome at setting the mm-hmm. edge. And Jimmy Ward was too. And tart, uh, was really good at it as well. And, but and isn't Travis Ward supposed to be one of the better tacklers at corner? Maybe not recently. Yeah. Well, I definitely, he's a, definitely a bigger bodied guy for sure. And Lenore's, I used to say a, he Lenore's was the best tackling corner in the league. D'Amico used to say that, but maybe not recently. Diamador has been throwing his body around. Oh, Diamador was quiet in this game, but he's had a huge playoff run. Um, but to me, it's Gibson and uh, Logan Ryan that really struggled in that Green Bay game. Um, and I thought, I thought, you know what? We talked about it. I almost begged for it. Uh, Jair Brown starting him over Logan Ryan probably was the difference between winning and losing. Logan Ryan was an absolute sieve last week against uh, Green Bay. Could not make any plays at all in the backfield. He missed a couple tackles. Jair Brown had ten tackles, five solo, threw his body around with reckless abandon. Man, imagine what! And they still ran for days. Imagine what they would have done without Jair Brown. Yeah, I want to go back and watch the film on that one and see on those outside runs, which of these DBs are not making the play because Kyle pointed the finger directly at them. All right. Do you think the 49ers can stop Isaiah Pacheco? They really couldn't stop David Montgomery or Aaron Jones. You could argue that those teams should have fed the ball to those two running backs more. And if they had, they might have won. Here comes Isaiah Pacheco, and he just got like 20 carries in the AFC Championship game. They're committed to using him. What do you think? Can they stop him? It's gonna, this is going to be a huge challenge, right? Because he's 24. He's He's got the perfect running back build. He's 5'10". He's 216 pounds, so he's got pretty good heft, but he's also really fast. And, yeah, he's, he's, he's good. He's really good. Now, the question is this. Sometimes Reed gets kind of like Kyle, and he gets a little pass happy. Um. He, you know, Isaiah Pacheco only had 11 carries against the Raiders on Christmas uh, night. You know, he, he had 15 carries against them um, on right, right around Thanksgiving for 55 yards. I mean, you look at he's had games where he was healthy, where he had eight carries, 12, 13 carries. So sometimes they forget about Isaiah Pacheco. They don't ride him. I mean, I'll, he's only had tw- 20 carries in one game all year. So they don't use him. Yeah, last week, uh, yesterday, he had twenty-four carries. Yesterday, we had 24, twenty-four yesterday. But in the regular season, he had twenty against the Jets in first week in October. That was the only twenty-carry game he had the entire time. Now he's had two twenty-carry games in the playoffs. Um, yeah, but also, that's, yeah, I'm more concerned about that. That's the trend now. How they're playing now. Two point eight a carry though is what he got against Baltimore. So I'll take sure, two point eight a carry. Baltimore. The Niners have a run defense issue. I know. So, yeah, no, I think it's going to be a challenge. I don't yeah. think he's as big a challenge as Gibbs or, or um, you know, Montgomery, Jones. Those guys were hot. Uh, you know, Gibbs is incredibly fast. Montgomery's even more powerful. But he's like a combo. He's like a cross between the running backs they faced. Yeah, he's going to be a major problem.
I think is interesting if you go back and look at the Super Bowl. The Chiefs were more committed to running the ball in that game than the Niners were. The Chiefs ran it 29 times. The Niners ran it 22 times. Damian Williams got 17 carries for 104 yards and Raheem Mostert got 12, 12 carries. So maybe there's a little bit of element of Andy Reid saying, oh, you, you, you're a run game guy. Well, let me show you how it's done. And there's one you mentioned earlier in the show, like, well, the Chiefs only have Pacheco, Kelsey, Rice. True. What they could do, it'd be interesting. The Lions had some success with two tight end personnel, also six offensive line personnel, like heavy stuff. Wilkes wasn't really doing anything to counter it. And they didn't have, the Lions didn't have much of an explosive play action game to pair it with. But if the Chiefs try that, three tight ends, they have a lot of tight ends. They go three tight ends, pound pound the rock with Isaiah Pacheco, and if the Niners finally put Nathan in the box to try to stop it, wow, what a play-action passing game the Chiefs could put together. It'd be a whole different thing. So it's not just can they stop Pacheco, but can they stop the combination of like a 13-personnel rushing attack with Pacheco and a play-action attack to pair with it? That's going to be tough. Well, and if you saw that, that Ravens game, I mean, the one thing that did stand out, when they got in the in the red zone, they ran it behind the, you know, the, the Chiefs have been for years with different personnel really dominant in the interior three, going way back to Dave Zott and all those guys. Now they've got Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, Joe Thune, and Al Gretti subbed in yesterday. When they got down in the goal line, they faked a lot of east-west, but they ran like you know through the a gaps they ran pacheco inside behind their behind creed humphrey so this is going to be an eric armstead javon uh javon kinlaw or uh, javon kinlaw javon hargrave those three guys are going to have to step up inside because the run is going to come right down their throat and the chiefs aren't going to be fancy about it it's going to be here we here it is here's our super electric 215 pound 24-year-old running back behind our great interior O-line. Let's see if you can stop it. Yeah, because you keep saying that the, the Chiefs were better in 2019. Maybe. They, they were really different, right? So in 2019, they had Tyreek. They still have Mecole Hardman, but they they had all they had Sammy Watkins. They had a lot of speed, and they were like an 11 personnel team, right? They would do um, formations with three wide receivers on one side and Travis Kelsey flexed out to another, all kind of that stuff. Now they're not like that at all anymore. They're built around their offensive line. They have lots of tight ends. They can sort of be big and physical if they have. I mean, their running back is more physical than the Niners running back. They can be very physical. Their offensive line is freaking physical. It's a different team. It's interesting. They just don't, like before they used to have depth of weapons. Now you pretty much know who's going to touch the ball. It's going to be Pacheco, Kelsey, and Rice. And like those are the guys who are handling gonna... two or three times a game, and when he catches it, it's like for thirty or forty yards. So you got to worry about him. But other than that, like uh, no one else is gonna <laughs> no one's gonna touch it. But you know that you're gonna who's gonna get it. And Rice yeah. is a rookie, and if you look at his game log this year, it's not it's not consistent. Um, he's had some incredible games, and then he's he's disappeared. So like a lot of rookies, some days I mean, he had seventy nine catches for the year. But um, well, hold on, though. When he's targeted, Mahomes' quarterback rating is one twenty three. That's one of the things I look at. Maybe yeah, that's oh, he's a tremendous. Tricky, but eight, you know, only one pick, seven touchdowns. 
He's That's great against guy. Miami. He's good. he's good after the catch. He's very good after the catch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he's got he's got good size, long arms, 6'1", 205 pounds, a little bit stronger than you think, a little quicker than you think. This was Danny Gray's teammate at SMU. Absolutely. You know what, what loss hurt uh, the Chiefs this year? McKinnon. Yeah. They, they, he was an important part of their Super Bowl winning team last year. I keep asking, like, is this team better than last year? They lost McKinnon. They could throw it you, to him. You remember that play where McKinnon caught the screen pass and, you know, rumbled through the entire Niner yeah. defense? Yeah. You really uh, want to throw screens against the Niners defense, as you know. Maybe they'll do that with Pacheco. And they've got a little controversy coming into the Super Bowl about Kadarius Toney, who claims that he was healthy and that he's not hurt and that the Chiefs listed him as hurt. So, you know, he's had some kind of boneheaded decisions, and I'm not sure if they just don't trust they him. Cut him at this point. I mean, he's got tons of talent, but I get the feeling they don't trust him. They're like, Kadarius, we don't want to play you this week, but we're not going to embarrass you, so we're going to say you're hurt, okay? And he's like, no, I'm good. Like, Right, yeah. All right, man. Well, we're just, you're just not good enough to play for us. How about to have it that way? Okay, I got a question for you. Can the Niners defensive ends dominate the Chiefs offensive tackles in this game? I think, I think this is the way the Niners have to win the game. I mean, if you looked at um, Patrick Mahomes, you know, when he lost the Super Bowl, how'd he lose? He lost because he didn't have offensive tackles and Tampa put a big rush on him and they sent linebackers at him and they made him decide really quick and, and um, you know they kind of they kind of swarmed him. Well, Donovan Smith and Jawan Taylor, I believe, lead the NFL in penalties from from a tackle combo, and both those guys can get beat. So, man, this has got to be, you know, Nick Bosa with three and a half sacks and five tackles, and you know, just totally. You need Bosa domination in this game. Because Taylor and Smith are totally beatable. Okay, so let me think this through. So we were just talking about Pacheco and how I think the Chiefs are going to use heavy personnel in this game. I mean, that's another reason to use heavy personnel. They got to chip both sides because their offensive tackles aren't good. And that's exactly what the Lions did. The Lions did a lot of two tight end stuff with tight ends on both sides. And I think that's a great way to attack to attack the Niners. The Niners use this wide nine thing, this four-man front where all these guys are spread out. You know how you spread them out even more? Two tight ends. Just spread out that front as much as possible. And now those that duo run where you want double teams on both defensive tackles, they're totally isolated. I think you're going to see that. And it's when you do play action, now you have Max Protect stuff. Now you have Bosa getting double teamed, Chase Young getting double teamed. And all you really need is a couple of guys down the field. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe it won't work, but I think you're going to see a lot of that because the Lions had success with it and the Chiefs can do it better. I am I don't love the Chiefs' backup tight ends. I mean, Blake Bell, the belldozer, he was here. You remember him. He's more of a special teamer. Noah Gray, he's all right. But, I mean, he's 235 pounds, 240 pounds. He's not a big, he's not a monster size guy. Um, I, I think that you know when they get in the red zone, they want to go to Kelsey. Um, what's going to be interesting to me is do the Niners defense learn anything from Andy Reid? It seems like Andy Reid loves on the goal line to give you a lot of eye candy going one direction, and then he goes the other direction. 
So can you outthink him? Can you not fall for the eye candy that he, you know, he's going, you know, he's going right. He's going right. He's going right up ever. All the action looks like it's going right. And then he flips it to somebody sprinting left and they go east, west, and they score for fun and all these broken plays. To me, the Niners are going to have to defend those plays a lot better, a lot better. They're going to have to force Mahomes and company to go for some some field goals in the red zone. But Bosa, I think, should dominate, and um, we'll see. We'll see. I, I I think if you, I love this matchup from the standpoint of you know he's going to Kelsey, and you've got Warner, and you can tilt the coverage towards Kelsey. Um, Rasheed Rice ain't ain't Amon Ra, so I I'm 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 more worried about Kelsey and Mahomes running and the Niners um seemed like did a, did a, did a decent job uh, against Hertz and some of the some of the speedy quarter, uh, quarterbacks that they had on their schedule except for Lamar so maybe maybe they can somehow keep Mahomes pinned in yeah I'm trying to go back and look at that game that the Niners played against the Chiefs last year that was McCaffrey's first game with the Niners. Yeah. It was the Niner. It was a bright, sunny one o'clock start. I remember it. Um, and the Chiefs and, and 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 the the Niners tackling was horrible in that game. Really and they bad. and the Niners brought their and that was part you know what was interesting about that game? Remember the uh the show that came out the summer quarterback, whatever, with Mahomes yeah. and he you know, that was the live mic where you heard Mahomes going, Oh, they're gonna play their safeties up. We're yep. going over the top. Yep. Remember that? He saw that right away, and he burned yeah. the Niners down the field. Remember, Mecole Harbin had two rushing touchdowns in that game. Like, they just embarrassed the Niners. Yeah. They made the Niners look completely inept. Broken plays. Now, Broken plays on the goal line. I think it was their first week back from their trip to the, the Greenbrier in West Virginia, and I think that I think they always come back uh, jet-lagged and play awful, which I don't – they didn't do that this year, the, the East Coast trip. I think they're done with that because whatever you get on the second leg of the East Coast trip, you give back when you come back. So maybe that was part of the reason they were so awful against the Chiefs last year. But man, the Chiefs got everything. Let me just read the stats real quick. I'm sorry. Let me read the stats in this game. Freaking Mahomes threw for 423 and three touchdowns. Juju went for 124. Valdez Scanling went for 111. Kelsey went for 98. Like it's like the Niners weren't out there. I don't think they punted after. I think there was an interception on the first drive and then no punts for Kansas City. Doesn't mean I'm expecting that. 44 points was a lot, but that what I remember about that game. What I remember about that game is that the Niner defensive players were not within a country mile of any chief receiver all day long. There was so much room between the coverage and the the receivers. It was kind of Chiefs just, 5.3 yards per carry. Like they got everything. They got it. They had three rushing touchdowns, three passing touchdowns. Like it was just disgusting. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh was there. And remember that? They were honoring the 2012 team that lost in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Can you imagine what Harbaugh? He'd probably like, <laughs> like, geez, good thing they got rid of me. Yeah. Guess I wasn't the problem. Guess I wasn't the problem. Um, one chapter should be called Thanks, Jimmy G, says Twisted Clown. <laughs> you are twisted. Daza says, I hope we see Brock Purdy scramble more, not design runs, but use his legs if needed. Scramble is always one of the better plays in, in uh, football if you can pull it off. Well, what I like about, about the way Purdy did it in this game was like, hey, you know what? It's like, it's, you know, it, it showed his competitive fire. It's like, you know what? There's nobody open. You can take the sack. Some quarterbacks would. 
he took off, put his body in harm's way, and and he runs effectively. Now, he's not a big guy, and I wouldn't advise him doing it a lot. But in this game, I mean, Kyle was asked about it in the, after the game. He said, "It's a, what do you think of Brock's running? He's like, it's the difference between winning and losing. I mean, I thought his running was incredible. That was well put. I totally agree. It's the difference between him and Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, to be crude about it, there are other differences, but that's a big one. Flav, the, the, it's, the, it's the difference between him and Jared Goff. It's the main reason I would rather have Brock Purdy than Jared Goff. Jared Goff has a stronger arm. I'll sacrifice a little arm strength for that mobility every time, especially if the guy has anticipation. Flav says the D-line is the scariest thing moving forward. Are Hargrave and Armstead washed? If so, with the money we have tied in them, I don't see how we ever get back here. The team needs a dominant D-line to be good. I mean, you need yeah. to get dominance from the players you're paying. Yeah, I mean, the more I look at this team going into the offseason, I thought, I thought for sure, this is like an annual thing for the Niners. They, they, you talk in, in training camp about when the offseason, man, really need to bolster the offensive line. And then as you get closer and closer and closer to the end of the year in the draft, it's like, but they still, still need more D-line. And then by the time April rolls around, they'll be drafting a D-lineman. True. And they probably need to. It's a pick your poison. Niners made a philosophical change for the more safe sound DBs like Tartan Ward to guys who make more turnovers. I think they also miss Talanoa. People don't talk about that very much, but I think they miss him big time, both against the run in the past. They wanted big thumper, you know, safeties. They had Whitner, they had Goldson, then they obviously had Ward and Tart. But those guys had terrible hands and never could catch an interception. So what they wanted was productive interceptors, and that's how they they centered on Gibson. And Gibson is a productive interceptor, and he'll make a few plays, but he's not consistent against the run. He's not consistent as a pass coverage guy. Uh, he's got good yeah. good hands. Let's talk scheme real quick. I'm trying to explain what, what Kyle was talking about, why Chase Young isn't at fault. With those plays, you either ask a DN to do one of two things, contain or spill. Contain would be push it back to the inside. Spill would be push it to the outside. They're asking the DNs to spill when they get blocked down on, which means make the guy run backward, bubble around, and go to the outside. And then Jair Brown, Talanoa Hafunga, Tashawn Gibson runs that guy down. Right. You're you're getting getting blocked inside. They want you to push outside, Uh spill it to somebody else who's then going to step up and go low or make a tackle. Talanoa could do it. I'm not saying I, I I would have to go watch the film before I'm saying Jire isn't doing it. I know he's, he has a lot of tackles, but is he is he getting those tackles at the you know at the point of attack? I don't know. We'll go see. Someone isn't. Maybe it's the corners. I don't know. I I I just think overall Gibson and when they went to Logan Ryan, they didn't have a prayer. You can't have you can't have two safeties not doing a lot in the run game. You gotta yep. have you gotta have your safeties have got to be involved. They gotta make tackles or hit somebody. Yep. Anoop says Ravens played in the into Kansas City's hands. They kept Lamar in the pocket. Move Brock around every passing play, change the point of attack, and you it confuse Kansas City's defense. I like moving the the launch point every few plays. It's always smart. Frank Garcia, better to be lucky than good in regards to Purdy. Tom Brady's the luckiest quarterback of all time and has multiple playoff runs fueled by devil's luck. Sure. Absolutely. And people have chronicled that. The King James L says, I need to get this off my chest. There was a reason that ref threw that flag on that deep catch by Ayuk. The corner ran into him and slowed his momentum. In my opinion, Purdy hit that deep throw and it wasn't luck. Okay. 
the corner ran disagree. into him and showed his momentum. I disagree with that play. I don't understand why people, why Niners fans need this, need to argue this point. You won the game. But to me, the corner had every right to that. He had better position on the ball. Like, Ayuk wasn't even open. Corner had him stacked. Ball was in the air. He was playing the ball. He has every right to that position. Like, Ayuk can't just run through him. I don't know. That's why I saw it. If he was trailing him behind and grabbed him, that's pass interference. But the ball's in the air. Guy has you stacked. He's trying to, like, make a play on the ball and Ayuk runs into him. I think that's a no call. I think that's why they picked it up. But I'm just a hater. <laughs> I'll so say I this. Know. I like the fact that Purdy twice in the game, one in, one in the first half could have been a pick, and then Ayuk yeah. uh, became the DB and broke it 50-50. up. Yeah, but I like the fact that he will take some 50-50 shots down the field to um, under pressure to Ayuk. Yeah. yeah, and give his guy Dude, a chance. Debo. Well, maybe, no. Manny PSF 95. Sorry, Debo. Niners media cheering in the press box during the game. Yeah, man. Uh, it wasn't Niners media. There, You were there, right? There's three yeah. levels. And the top level, or I don't, is it quality control? I don't know who's up there, but it's team personnel and they seem pretty young. And they were doing a lot of cheering. And Ann Killian and Tim Kawakami, to their credit, stood up after one and was like, Stop it! Be professional. It was great because like I'm a little <laughs> young to do that. But Ann and Tim handled it. So appreciate it. There shouldn't be cheering in the press box. And that was well, Niner personnel. It's a, the press box is like not, it's a monster box. With hundreds of hundreds of seats, and Designed it's very clear Bowl. that it's yeah. not all press. And no. then you also have Candlestick was a lot smaller that press box, and and it was just press. Now just you press. also have people who are cooks and prepare food, and yeah, and have sm- and have day. You know, they work their game day staff, and those people often are fans. So. Yeah. You know what I mean? That they didn't sign up to serve food at I the game. It was them. I, I think it was people in the top row, and those people are all Niners people, and I don't know who they are, but the people wearing Niners logos. To me, I think the pe- the the people who serve and cook all know the rules and are above board. The Niners need to police their own. I'm talking to you. <laughs> Hold on, Daz. This says Brendel Burks Feliciano versus Chris Jones is a concern. Brock Purdy will be under pressure. Chris Jones always always gives the Niners a tough time because. He's just so big. He's like the opposite of Aaron Donald. He doesn't beat you with quickness. He just beats you with brute force. Oh, he's awesome. The guy's awesome. Yeah. Are you kidding me? He's he's the defensive tackle that you can line up at defensive end and he can still get push. I mean, he's he's nasty, he's he's fast, he's he's strong. He's I mean, the guy is he literally is Reggie White, Bruce Smith all rolled into one when he plays the Niners. I was watching the replay uh, of the games and noticed on two occasions Chase Young's just standing there um, as someone else was making the tackle, I think you meant to say. Yeah, there's a lot of clips of Chase Young just kind of not kind of going through the motions. Well, the worst um, one, the worst one for Jameer sure. Gibbs. The Jameer Gibbs 16-yard, yeah. you know, back and forth. He's cutting across. You can't be I don't just, see how you have a loaf like that in an NFC Championship game. How? You yeah, have the next I week mean, off. You just, you know, what are you waiting for? It's he made he made some good plays in this game, but that one he was the literally the running backs running by him, him and he's not diving at him. So he's pacing was, himself for uh, March football. The, the season goes on; it's a long season. 
Maurice Stallworth says, play that changed the game, in my opinion, was Greenlaw's huge hit on Laporta. Literally stopped their momentum for the first time and made them take a field goal. Greenlaw. Greenlaw. He's clutch. Brian Woods, good call. Larry, your client, Gardner Johnson, didn't look smart waving goodbye to everyone that early in the game. Dude talks more than he plays. That well, was you know what? You know what his problem is? His problem is, is that he's fueled more by his anger than he is by his ambition. If he was more ambitious and wanted to go to the Super Bowl and was thinking about winning all at all costs, but I get the feeling that he was thinking about, you know, he had Debo was living rent-free in his head, and he was thinking about killing Debo, and as soon as he got an opportunity to cheap shot him, he took it, um, and he was thinking about detonating and delivering them knockout blow all day. Yeah, I mean, Chauncey Gardner, some guys play for the money, some guys play for the girls, some guys play to F, F, F stuff up, and he's that guy. He plays to F stuff up. Christopher Kyrus just writes the same thing again, but without the typos, I appreciate it. Yes, Chase Young is not going to get paid a lot of money this offseason. He would have to have one hell of a Super Bowl, and even then, people don't forget your whole body of work. Matthew Sanders, do you think we can get inside their heads at all? They call it championship blood, but sometimes they act like babies. Can we provoke that behavior? Yeah, beat them. Once they're losing, they act like babies. Just get a lead. Who are we talking about? Kansas City? Yeah. When they don't get calls, they act like babies. I don't know how you provoke that. Lieutenant Dan is better than Chase Young. Lieutenant Dan. Yikes. <laughs> legs. Lionel says, in your Horse opinion, jump. what do you guys think? What do you guys think have contributed to the significant decline in the Niners run defense? Is it personnel? Was it the loss of someone like DJ Jones? Well, they lost a Funga. That's a big one. I don't think people acknowledge that. But also, I think Steve Wilkes has sort of changed up some things. I think it's all personnel. I think you mean think about it. You had Aziz Al Shayer, Samson Ebukam, um, Emmanuel Mosley, J- Jimmy Ward. I mean, there Jimmy Ward was a harder hitting safety than all their safeties now combined. And Ebukam was really good at setting the edge. And Aziz Al Shayer was like having another Warner or Greenlaw. Mm. I mean, and Mosley's one of the best edge setting corners. He's six one super physical you lost all those guys it's it, it's personnel they're they've they've got to get better personnel against the run and i mean obviously afonga you know didn't hurt doesn't help but afonga was falling off a lot of tackles you know as well but he his his ability to attack the mesh point in the backfield especially early in the year was just like what i mean he, he has an uncanny ability to snuff out the run right at the mesh point with the quarterback, and that's a skill. Fish and chips use this. Kyle Shannon only over 33 times. Bears, Raiders, LA. Their offense, it's been not as good, but they did just beat Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson in back-to-back weeks, which is quite impressive. John L. Grant, what are your thoughts about the Seahawks potentially stealing Chip Kelly from the Bruins? Please take him, please, please take him, please. Do it. Please take him. As the head coach? As whatever, just take him away from UCLA. I don't want, I want to root for UCLA again. I went there. I can't support that. Chip got a rep as an innovative offensive mind. And in reality, being around him, um, it's pretty clear to me that he had marginal offensive plays run at a breakneck pace. If you want to call that, um, you know, innovative, go go right ahead. But uh, to me, I just call that, you know, recklessly calling bad plays quickly. 
that's a that's a fair description of the Chip Kelly offense. Reckless. And, and nobody in the post game could talk faster than Chip Kelly. I mean, nobody, nobody. He's like, yeah. Dude, what the heck? Dude, there was times where I wanted to go, Chip, are you gonna be all right, dude? It's like he nobody talks faster than Chip Kelly after a defeat. It's true. You can't talk your way, you can't speed talk your way out of this one, buddy. Daza says shouldn't be designed quarterback runs, but Brock Purdy scrambling will open up the run game more. Yeah, you got the green light, buddy. Do it. Harold McAllister says, Why do we draft press man corners and then play the softest zones? Ever, good question. Yeah, where's Looter? Here's why. Well, well, where's who Womack? Were the press man corners they drafted. Looter. They drafted the, the whole press man thing was something D'Amico wanted to do. He talked about it. I don't know if Steve Wilkes wants to do that. He's a big zone guy. So well, the Niners have been a big zone team for years. But you know the, the old saying is, if the you know if you match up, you play man. And yeah. if you don't match up, you play zone. So right. maybe it's the fact that the Niners hadn't drafted a first-round corner in like a decade. It was why they played a lot of zone because they felt like they didn't match up. I think, though, the preference is to be able to be able to have guys who can, in an ideal world, play both, right? So I would think that's so. what Luter was about. I yeah. think that's what Womack was about. But, yeah. I mean, I asked Steve last week a pretty direct question. Why can't Womack get on the field? What does he need to do? And he's like, well... I don't want to speak in specifics. I don't have to speak in generalities. It's like, well, how about generally what does Womack need to do to get on the field? Because to me, I'd rather put Womack out there than Isaiah Oliver. Last Would question you? for you, Larry, then we're out. Okay. No, I don't really have confidence in Womack. But I, we, I haven't been out there in practice. We're not out there in practice. But in training camp, Womack is the guy who has great coverage when he gives up the touchdown. Yeah, but he's way, way faster than Isaiah Oliver. That's true. I don't like the options. Yeah, I guess you'd have to go with Womack in that. They went with Logan Ryan. All right, I got one final question, then we're done. Yeah. How much confidence do you have in Jake Moody right now? I mean, like, if I needed a babysitter and he was available... I feel confident that he would be responsible. But as far as yeah, as far as kicking, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I'm confident that he's probably gonna miss a field goal in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm confident that I'd like to see Shanahan go for it more on fourth and four from the forty. I'm uh, confident they should try to probably look for another kicker next year, or at least keep he's their options open. Three out of the last four, I think. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, four, something, like, something that. like that. Or when he no, he made the last one, so he's made he's missed three out of the last five. He missed, he's missed field goals in three straight games. In one of the games, he missed two. One was an extra point, so he's must missed four in the last three games. Other oh, than that, that, he's and, doing great. And yeah, and they're not. He's missed a forty-one yarder. He missed thirty-eight a, extra point. Thirty-eight, 48, an extra point. I mean, like. I, I look at the, I look around the league and I watch a lot of NFL football. I know you guys do as well. It seems to me that every there, there's a million kickers all over this league that just make 52 yard field goals look like nothing. It's like yeah. boom right down the middle. How about get one of those guys? And yeah. how about this? Don't use a third round pick on them. Yeah, I'd rather pay more Moody's money. Be on this team next year. What's that? Do you think Moody's going to be on this team next year? Oh yeah, are you kidding me? John Lynch drafted him, and if you move on from him, 
you're not getting anything in return, but you're it's an acknowledgement that you have blown your third round draft choice. They're not he's not gonna do that. I mean, if he misses in the in the Super Bowl, maybe he'd be gone. But yeah. if, if okay, okay, anything so short of the line for Moody in this game. Yeah, but no, yeah. I think Lynch wants to keep him. He wants to be I mean, Lynch has stated he's gonna be here for a while. So he's gonna be here for a while. I don't know. Here's the other thing, too, Grant. I don't know how you feel about this. Doesn't it seem like all these kickers and punters like aren't good initially, but get better? Like Mitch Wisnowski, we Mitch Wisnowski, I think, was a damn good punter this year for the Niners. But was he a damn good punter his first year? In the no, he was, I don't think so. So the, no, maybe these guys, better. maybe these guys get better. I don't know, but, you know. But he, Moody's got a good leg. Here's the weird thing about Moody, and I don't know how you feel about this. I feel better about Moody from 53 than I do Moody from 43. I don't feel good about Moody. Period. <laughs> Period. Yeah. I'm sorry. He was doing great, and then the playoffs came up, and it seemed like he's falling apart, and I don't think it's physical at all. He's pushing it right. Seems like he, that he's more Moody is making the ball drift right. Yeah, he pushes it Didn't right. 49er JoJo, thanks for the two bucks. I don't know, man. I and the, to me, what so so what? Uh, Vegas is saying 24-23 is going to be a one score. It's going to be a one point game, rather low scoring. Well, Jake Moody's going to be important if that's what's going to happen. And Harrison Butker, good name, good kicker, good kicker, really good kicker, good, really good kicker. So Jake Moody, don't be the reason this team doesn't because they will throw you under the bus so fast. You don't have no, you have no idea. Ask Jaquaski Tart. Dude, you miss a kick in the Super Bowl to cost the Niners. You're going to go back to your room and the key card's not going to work. Yeah, you're get, they're going to make Ace Ventura 4. It's going to be about you. The key card's not going to work. You're going to go down to the front desk and they're going to say, uh, you have a message here and the message is going to say, your stuff will meet you at home. Place is out, Marino. <laughs> Sorry. That's the show. Larry, thank you very much. It's going to be an the Niners are off for the next few days. They said they're going to be having practice Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So we'll see. I'll be in Vegas. You're going to Vegas now. I know, right? Where are you going? What day are you going? Sunday? Tuesday? Monday. 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 You on Sunday? No, I think I'm going to go Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, you're going to miss the opening night? Miss opening night. Yeah. Miss opening that's, night. That's how I feel about opening night. <laughs> Should you know be what fun night is, right? It's like all those stupid questions from people who aren't journalists. Uh, no, not to look down my nose, but it's always like the stupidest questions you could imagine from some guy. I'm from the Cartoon Network. Who's your favorite cartoon? You know, it's like that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's what it is. I think players kind of like it because they don't have to give serious answers yeah. or think. Yeah. Who's your hero? Uh, my hero is my, my dad. My neighbor's my hero. He <laughs> put up a fence and he paid for it. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. Good night. Thanks for watching. Take care. See you tomorrow.